mention them by name because I'm just they're dead to me. Uh, dead. Yeah, that was uh, that was amazing. Uh, like I was in awe. You texted me, I think two hours into the experience. And it ended up being a four-hour experience to get food. Dude, we knew it was going to be a lot. That's just how it works with this place. And I've always said, well, I guess that place in Dallas we went to, the second one, not the first one in Fort Worth. The second one. Yeah, the Pecan Lodge uh, there in Dallas. So that had a line, but that was moving. And you walked in, and it was packed inside. Uh, yeah, that, that was wild. Cause I remember thinking like, holy shit, that's a long line. But then we saw how it was moving. It's just like, oh, yeah. oh, okay. So that's what I expected of this place. And we'd been to a food truck before and the line was, I think longer and the food truck went faster. <laughs> so the reason we went out there is, you know, no Michigan game on a Saturday Nice day off. All right. Because I know this weekend's going to be stressful for the first two quarters, and it's going to be over. <laughs> and then, because that's not going to be pretty. And then we get out there, and it's a 40-minute drive. And we get there, like, 10.45. Like, right, they open at 11. There's already a line, and I just went, oh, man, that's not good. But we're here. Make the most of it. Yeah. Not a cloud in the sky. I'm wearing like my gym, like gym pants. I'm burning up, and the second I get in line, and I'm not exaggerating this, the second I get in line, she had to use the bathroom, so she was like at the porta pot or whatever. This guy starts talking to me, and I don't want to be rude because I know I'm going to be with this guy for a while. And I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah. You know when someone's making small talk. And it's just like, they're not into you talking. This guy didn't understand that. He just kept going. And I don't, I don't put off the aura that I want to talk to you. I try not to. I try to be friendly. But that's just how I look. And it's like, this guy doesn't get it. She shows up. At least I just, I put her off on him. I'm like, just, I'm looking at my phone. I'm doing anything else in the world. <laughs> Hour goes by, we've barely moved. Again, it's a 40 minute drive. So I'm like, there's a Bojang. I didn't eat. Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's important too. I didn't eat. Oh. Yeah. 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 That may. So, well, you know, and sometimes I find that to actually be better because there's some point. Where uh, my system always just gives up. It's just like, no, nah, I'm not hungry anymore. Like, fuck you. You've waited so long to have food that we are no longer hungry. I wish that would happen. That would have been great. And I think, all right, so basically, like a big part of that is like, I'm just getting hungrier and hungrier. And then it just shuts down after a while, like you said. And then it's just, it becomes a will of attrition. Like, no, I'm sticking this through. We did not drive all the way 40 minutes here to not get something. Well, the lady comes up to us. We're we're in the back of the line still, and she's like the wife. Now, I'm not bashing anyone that works there. They were all perfectly nice. 
um, sweet people, you know, whatever. They're not some podunk country thing, though. And that's what kind of bothered me, too. They did, apparently, they catered Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck's Charleston wedding. You're not a podunk operation. You're not. That, that, that doesn't happen. So, again, I'm not getting on these people's case at all. Well, I'm getting on a case, but not personally. So, she goes, so how, what do you think you're going to get? And I'm like, I'm sorry? Like, what do you mean? I don't even know what's on the menu. Because we're five fucking miles away from it. <laughs> and she's like, well, just, you know, we sell everything by the half pound. And I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. No plates. But okay. So I was like, yeah, I'll probably get a pound of brisket. I'm like, a pound of turkey. Uh, she want pork? I'm like, no, it's fine. Because I got, I got one here. And then like six sausages. I don't know. I'm just, I'm making up shit, right? Figuring the more I tell her, you know, the more they'll have, right? Yeah. So we're going, she said, well, there's free beer in the cooler, right? Oh, cool. No, there's not. The cooler's empty half the time. <laughs> Plus, I haven't eaten. So when they, she, she actually <sighs> came out and handed out beer. So I was like, oh, cool. And it was good stuff. It went straight to my head. Uh, yeah, I remember uh, the early days, uh, the 21-year-old days of drinking where it's just like, you know, I'm not going to get a good buzz on unless I drink before I eat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not a, not a good show uh, if, if I do that nowadays. No. <laughs> no. Well, it actually did take the edge off. It made me friendlier, so that was nice. So I was talking to the people. Oh, and the guy behind me all of a sudden pulls a drone out of his like backpack or something. And he's like, and so you hear this, like, dude, what are you doing? And he's talking. He's talking about. Well, we went to Vegas, went to Hawaii. I'm like, I've never been to any one of those. I, I don't care. Well, you know, if you go, you, you go to one of those luau things, and you know, I, I guess they put the meat in the ground. I'm like, yeah, that that's what it is. Okay, whatever. Wait in the line. Wait in the line. Wait in the line. And we start making jokes about, oh, it's going to take us till 4 o'clock to get in there. Well, it's going to be 3 o'clock. You know, that sort of stuff. Get another beer. A little bit. Then the beer ran out, and I started getting mad. Like, not angry, not drunk mad, but just like all the feelings are coming back. And we just keep <laughs> seeing people walking out of the place with bags of stuff. I'm talking like uh, shopping bags full of meats or whatever. And I'm like, they're going to run out. So we finally get near the door, and I'm like, I go, I was already plotting like what they've what they're doing wrong. And the one thing is what they're doing wrong is they're not selling plates, so you can't control what people get. And then two, no. I guaranteed when we walked in, the first person you see is the meat person. Cashier should be first, or cashiers, so that they can all set up stations, and you have people behind it making it and handing it to you. Or give you a number. Not make you wait. So we get all the way up there, and as they're, they're crossing stuff off, crossing stuff off, I'm like, so far, nothing I care about. That's fine. Because, you know, barbecue, I don't give a damn about sides. Don't care. I'm there for smoked meats. That's it. And get in line, and sure enough, the meat person's the first person. They're going behind, grabbing it, cutting it up, putting it away. Next foot. And I'm like, Oh my God. While the rest of the line for the people giving you your sides or whatever else you want are just standing there doing nothing. 
There's like six of them. Again, not their fault. This is the way this place is set up. And I kept saying we were in line. This is a gimmick. Like, they purposely want this line to be long so that they get attention. And that's exactly what they're getting. So while we're in line, I hear the lady say, hey, we're getting low on brisket. Okay, that, that's okay. There's like four people in front of us. The people at the front of the line order three pounds of brisket. Knowing there is a line out the fucking door. And I go, why would you let her do that? It's not, it's not this lady's fault. You know, right. So what happens? Next person orders, we're all out of brisket. I waited four fucking hours for this. And I'm like, oh, sorry, guys. No, you're not. This is your gimmick. So what do they have left? Turkey and sausages. Listen, smoked sausage is pretty much heavenly. But, and I plan on getting some, and it was good. But the whole point of the matter is they know what they're doing. They're not a podunk place. It's just infuriating how poorly run it was. And, like, the guy's like, yeah, you know. It's real busy today. I'm like, motherfucker, I followed you on Instagram. No, it's not. This is how busy you are every day. Oh, I'm sorry. The one day a week you're open. They're only open Saturdays. And wow. I'm, I am seething in line. Wow. That, it seems, okay, like, I know that it takes a certain amount of time to, you know, make that stuff. If you're only going to be open one day... Like, it, there is this, um, on St. Simon Island, um, what's the name of the place there? Oh, that's gonna, uh, bug me. But it was on, uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. And it was, uh, it's like Heavenly Hog or something. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. But no, like, I'll probably look it up. But, uh, um... It's, you know, it's it's a, one of those places that, uh, you know, when, oh, Southern Soul Barbecue, you know, when they're out, they're out, you know, and I feel like there are a lot of barbecue places that do that, but these guys are also open, like, at least six days a week. Yeah, but also, like, are they selling plates, or are they selling it by the pound? Like, both. there's a difference. Okay. See... I've never, I guess the only other place I experienced like that was when we were in Nashville, that one little side side shack we went to, where I ordered a pound of ribs, which is still to this day, really good, but I just, I couldn't, I've never seen anything like this, and some of them seem new as well, so maybe that's a problem, but you can't have people standing around, like, even when we were checking out, they say, like, okay, what'd you have? And I'm like, what do you mean, what did I have? <laughs> like, I, I, I didn't say it, but it's like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And, as, and again, they're not, they don't have like a pull down register where like pushing the buttons to get a 30 cents, like shushing, like that. No, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, uh, not a laptop or an iPad, but you know, it's a POS system. Yeah. It's like, ugh. So we get out, and I kept saying, there's no chance this food is going to live up to the, the, the weight. It's impossible. There's no food on this planet that is worth a four-hour wait. Never. And it wasn't. 
I would have waited 30 minutes for this turkey, it would have been fine. It, it wasn't smoky at all. It tasted more roasted. Sausage Uh-oh. was real good. If, if you fuck up a smoked sausage, you shouldn't cook anymore. It's not <laughs> I mean, you can burn paper under a sausage and have it smoked that way, and it would taste good. So, but yeah, I just immediately, I just, I've never actually blasted anyone the way I did. And I didn't check, I didn't like tag him on purpose. Like, what's the point? Uh, oh. I'm, I'm never going there again. I'm never eating their food again. Like, just no. So uh, I, yeah. I actually tried to take the marker off of where I was. Oh. <laughs> and Instagram won't let you. So I was like, well, okay. Because I don't want one of these shitty apologies, too. Or, you know, whatever, uh, you know, bot comes on. Oh, we're real sorry about your experience. I hope you give us another chance. Read it. There ain't no chance in hell I'm doing this. <laughs> but yeah, man, it just, I don't, I don't get it. Like, it's, and that's why I said it's gimmicky. Uh, yeah, that, that, that seems like too limited. Like, if you're running out by, like, 4 o'clock, it seems like, and you only opened at 11, it seems like you could just make more. They didn't even have the smokers running anymore. You couldn't smell any any smoke anymore, so they were done. And they said yeah. like some people lined up at five in the morning. And I was like, that's stupid. Go, like, go make your own. Good lord, you if you're going to dedicate yeah. that much time to it, that's more time than they're smoking it for, more than likely. But I'm also the asshole that waited four hours in line and had a, a round trip travel time of hour and hour and a half. <laughs> So it's like, well, yeah, I could have done the same shit, I guess. But, <laughs> yeah, but that just blurred. And then... Ugh, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, most things don't really... I mean, brisket's the only one that you really can pretty much do once or whatever, or else, you know, that's just going to be tough. Uh, it just takes long enough to cook that, uh, you know, there aren't a lot of good options with it. No. Oh yeah, so then I don't know what I ate later, but yeah, it just—it's like you know when you're looking for something, and this is why I don't get excited about anything until it's <laughs> actually happening. Is I broke my own rule. I don't get excited until it's happening, or you know it's going on, because you never know, and usually that's what happens. So I let myself get excited. Like, oh, we're actually getting out here, cool, and it just blew up in my face. <laughs> An absolute waste of a day. Waste of a day. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's rough. Yeah. I, so, I, I don't know. Might have been the one uh, the one brewery we hit, which uh, can also rename, remain nameless, <laughs> that is on the northwest side of the city. It is just like, I don't know if I got that excited for it, but... That was one where it's like a 45-minute drive and just was not worth it at all. And it's just like, okay. Like, that's... Yeah. This is enough. (laughs) So, I'm I'm laughing as well as what you're saying, but I'm watching... I have Carolina and Cincinnati on. God damn it. That was a mistake. (laughs) Chicago. Chicago. (laughs) For a one in eight team or whatever they are one and seven one and seven playing two and seven yep the two and seven team acts like they're seven and seven and oh 
I mean, it's like you guys, they're the one in seven team is not completing downfield passes. It's got nothing to do with you guys. They they just don't do this. The Panthers are just god awful. It's always screen pass, dump pass, screen pass, dump pass. We're trying to run up the middle. Let's do another screen pass. It's abysmal to watch. And I just never see anything like it. But yeah, football. <laughs> there's a reason I'm not watching that uh, that game. It's rough. I just happen to look up. I mean, they're doing like like guy broke up a pass, which probably should have been interference. He like like sheathes his uh, sword. I was like, dude, calm down. Like you're two and seven. You you don't get to do that. Like even last week, like uh, someone on Purdue sacked JJ McCarthy, and he like went and like started shimmying, and they were down by thirty. And it's like just go back to the line, and you know do your stuff. Uh, yeah, there there are sometimes like that where it's just like, come on, guys, like what 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 are we doing here? Yeah, I mean, I know it's like, you know, act like you've been there, but it's Purdue, and you haven't, so I guess I kind of get it, and they're not going to be either, so, and they're stupid-ass head coach. This whole, we'll get the wrestling after this real quick, but we didn't talk college at all. This Big Ten stuff, this would never happen in the SEC. If this was going on, like, with the sign stealing, which apparently has now gone to the entire league. Yeah. Instead of just Michigan. Um, if this had been the SEC, that president of the SEC would have gotten all these dummies on the call. And his only words would have been, oh, so you guys are mad at Alabama for doing this, right? Oh, Alabama's breaking the rules, supposedly? Yeah. Hey, how about you guys shut the fuck up and you go and play football? And if it leaks again, then we're going to have trouble. Because we don't need most of you. No one cares about you, Arkansas. You shut up. We have a we have a billion dollar TV deal that you idiots are going to ruin by, you know, sullying the name of the league. Like you, ugh. yeah. The, this whole thing is just ridiculous now. Uh, Some weird low level staffers pulling James Bond shit. Then it turns out that the other coaches are sharing Michigan signals between each other. While they're mad at Michigan for getting their signals. I'm like, this is not real. Like, none of this is real. Uh, it, it, it all sounds uh, very childish. Yeah, and it's like, and I know a lot of people don't like Deion Sanders. I happen to like him. Um, he just came out and was like, yeah, well, you got signals. Still got to stop plays. And it's also Michigan's beating people to death this year, not because they're stealing anyone's signals. Or last year. Because last year they put 11 guys, 11 people in the first two rounds of the draft. So, you know. Yeah, that has a lot to do with it. Uh, those, those teams tend to be good. Uh, yeah. See uh, Georgia, University of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they said, all right, so here's a big shock. I guess the people who had the most for like draft picks, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and Michigan. Wow, what a surprise. And then this year, Michigan, they're, they're trying to, like, Michigan have 25 players get drafted this year. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, oh. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to tomorrow, seeing them play someone real in air quotes, and then 
if it's close, just let James Franklin take over and give the game away. So it's going to be fantastic. Uh, yeah, well, that, uh, that, that's going to be, be a big one. A bunch of big games this weekend, uh, quite frankly. Was it Georgia and Mississippi? So, that, that's it, right? Uh, oh, oh yeah, not, not with the college football. I was also thinking uh, game three for the uh, Columbus crew first round of the uh, playoffs on Sunday uh, evening. So that's uh, that, that, that's a big one in the household, at least. Nice. Well, the, the Charlotte FC made the playoffs, lost in their the first game, and then they fired the coach yesterday after his first year. Uh, yeah, I I was just like, huh. Well, it, I can explain why. Uh, the ownership's terrible. So... <laughs> Yeah, they're the same ones that own the Panthers. So, yeah, there's a, a definite decline in the Panthers since he took over. But they won't they won't commit. The Panthers won't commit to a full rebuild. And look what it can do for you, because the Lions actually are pretty good. I thought they were just fluking their way through. They seem pretty good. So, very strange. <laughs> uh yeah i haven't really gotten to watch them but uh i don't i mean like two losses well they got shellacked by baltimore oh yeah that, 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 i didn't see that one thankfully <laughs> i was traveling I I, I I i almost forgot about that score yeah that was i was just like oof. i was like people in division need to stop stop winning but uh Ken and I were wondering about the AFC North for a couple of weeks, and now we're going, oh, uh, maybe the division's just really fucking good. <laughs> Everyone well, in it. <laughs> but really, where did Baltimore's offense come from? Like, the first beginning of the season, it wasn't that good. And then all of a sudden, they're blowing the doors off people. I'm like, what's going on here? But... Well, they they honestly g- gave away that game against the Steelers by not uh, catching passes. Uh, it, it, it had nothing to do with uh, Lamar Jackson that game, I don't think. I mean, they might have had a sack on him, but whatever. That, those happen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think two guys dropped passes in the end zone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's to me, that's giving the game away. Like, I know that Steelers obviously, I still had to score enough, but oh boy, uh, there there should have been more points on the board that day uh, than there well, were. So, yeah, there should be in this game too. It is ten to nine, and uh, it's uh, oh my on a, God. On a uh, interception return for a touchdown. So yeah. Oh, NFL is something else, man. I mean, it's like the good. The, the are they even great teams right now? I know Philadelphia is pretty good, but they always look like they're vulnerable. Unless it's just the NFL. I don't pretend to know a lot about the NFL because I'm a Lions fan. Yeah, you know, uh, it's, things it's uh, things are pretty close uh, in general. All right, uh, but yeah, I mean. You you should be able to take advantage of the bad teams for the most part. Uh well, what happens when two bad but, teams play each other? But yeah, when two <laughs> bad teams are playing each other, <laughs> Christ, <laughs> this is rough. 
yeah. But yeah, so, but I don't know. We should probably get into wrestling. We're wasting enough time me bitching about the past and. Uh, well, yeah, and I mean, it's not like Eric was uh, any good for any wrestling that's actually on TV <laughs> these days. Eh, I, I didn't think so, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's been such a hodgepodge of stuff this week. Like, I wasn't particularly, to stick with our usual format, I wasn't particularly interested in AEW last night. I just found myself zoning out most of the show. Well, it was kind of funny. I, I I started tweeting about it when I was watching, and um, I saw someone mention that like, oh, that last half of the show, and I'm like, yeah, like it did. It seemed fun for the first hour, and then the ending. I did like the ending, uh, just because we at least have some clarity on the devil situation like i think you can solidly say that it's not mjf now at a minimum i don't think they've done a great job of making it a whodunit yeah but it it's definitely got to be out there now that it's not mjf yeah and it's like adam cole's really injured so he's not expected back for like nine months which is crazy uh, but it was very clear one of them was Roderick Strong. You just tell by the body type. Uh, oh. So, I mean, the obvious, someone said Kyle O'Reilly's another one, and then it's Taven and Bennett, which which makes the most sense right now. Uh, yes. But is like, it the Devil Cole? or is, I, I think the Britt Baker thing's kind of fun. Because, again, where is she? Um, I don't know. Taking pictures with Tony Schiavone on his birthday. They, they, AEW put like a picture of her up in her dentist office. Then it turned into like a video package of her wrestling stuff. And most of the comments were like, yeah, where is she? Okay. Yeah. I... Nip, don't know. I mean, honestly, on Dynamite this week, it was just like, oh, was it uh, Red Velvet who wrestled? Yes, poor lady. Uh, I, I, I'm like, oh, well, this is the first I knew about her injury was her coming back with the knee brace on. Uh, same here. I had actually wondered, like, what happened to her and Kira Hogan? Because, you know, Jade's gone. And they were like, you know, the, the team. No, oh, right. But that poor, that damn knee brace kept sliding on her. It's like, ah, uh, I never, I actually never thought of that. Like, what do you do? Apparently not move too much. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't blame her. Uh, yeah, that match did not go well. No, now one of, this is, I'm not the only one that's pointed this out. When Julia Hart went up on the top rope to do her moonsault, did you see how quickly they kick that camera to a different angle she got up there squatted on that top rope and it was like near pornography the way her <laughs> ass was out and I was like alright now I'm paying attention to the show and I immediately went to a side view and the side view of that moonsault or the moonsault press why Excalibur's calling it that is beyond me 
But uh, oh well, I like how uh, every. I mean, shouldn't a brain buster always be sheer drop, or else it's not a brain buster? In fact, right. Yes. Uh, that I'm like, you're putting a qualifier on this move that should be it by definition. Yes. Well, I guess. All right. My only thing is, I guess a moonsault would be if you're just going really high in the air and landing, no. like a Tiffany Stratton one. And then the other one is where you just go real fast off the rope, and that's pressing down. I was like, are we, are we really doing this? Like, every every move now has some goofy-ass name. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I guess since it's a uh, a finisher, you need to do something. I guess. Uh, it, yeah. it It is a nice-looking moonsault. Oh, it is, yeah. I actually think the moonsault's like, Tiffany Stratton's is different. Cause that, I mean, that's obviously the you know, prettiest one. Yeah. But uh, it's just the air underneath that's great. And it looks majestic. Like, hers looks majestic, right? Then yeah. you have the other ones that are just so fast, it looks like it hurts even worse. Like, uh, you're snapping yourself down on them. Yeah. Um, Lita used, Lita's was kind of like that. Uh, yeah, I felt like hers, she did not get a whole lot of amplitude, but uh, no. she she did snap that off. Yeah, every time she did, I was like, oh, God, your neck. Like, oh. But, and big surprise. <laughs> yeah, but then, at least, like, I know this angle isn't perfect, but at least there's something going on with a bunch of women. Uh, oh, like, yeah, the angle's a bit of a mess, but I did think, I'm like, oh, this is the most women I think I've seen on AEW TV in one show in quite a while. Yeah. Now, I don't care about most of them, but... Maybe that'll start turning around. I mean, Sky Blue comes out last week. She didn't help her. This week, she might have. Um, what's her name? Uh, uh, are you trying Willow to look Nightingale. for Chris Statlander? Or, or no, okay, no, not yet. Willow Nightingale comes out. She helps Red Velvet. And you're like, okay. And then you got Statlander comes out and is like, looking all looking at all of them. Like, what's going on here? And it's like, okay. So the like the TBS championships kind of got its own little thing going with all them, and you know what? That's fine. Yeah, oh. It's a secondary title, so have some secondary people going. So it's not perfect. At least it's something, you know. Uh, oh, for sure. Because yeah, I I, I mean, Statlin. They just burnt through a bunch of challengers for Statlander and then had no idea what to do with her. And they've needed to rebuild the division to be able to have challengers for her. And, uh, yeah, that kind of takes a while. You know, because, I mean, they've been doing the Julia Hart is an actual wrestler thing for a couple of months now. Um, uh, Sky Blue has gotten a lot of TV. Like, to, sometimes almost to me, to a detriment to uh, some of the uh, other uh, people, uh, the actual champions. Yeah, uh, you know, because already win against uh, not Nia Jax. God damn it. Um, <laughs> Uh, she was the second champion. Oh yeah, why am I blanking on her name now? Yeah, 
that's the problem. But uh, Nyla Rose. Thank you. Oh. Yeah, that yeah. took entirely too long. Still. Yeah, for no point. <laughs> I had no point there, but and then, like I don't know that at least there seems to be some sort of separation. Uh, oh yeah, but the women's like the women's title doesn't have anything. It's right now it's Tony Storm and Sheeta with uh well I guess she's not really Ruby So is not really part of it because she keeps losing. Uh, no. Like Saray off to the side. So you got like those four, I guess three and a half involved. But then, you know, Jamie Hayter's out there somewhere, hopefully coming back soon. Rip Baker doing whatever she's doing. And he's got a bunch of other people who don't do anything. Like Marina Shafir was on Rampage. Cool. Oh, you can only call her the problem for so long. When she loses every televised match that she has, uh, she's not a problem. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, even like where like Rio comes in for like what three matches a year? Oh, takes yeah. Off. I, I, yeah. I, I don't get why you. There are people that are worth those types of appearances. Uh, and there are people that are not worth those types of appearances. I like her as a wrestler, but in no way should you be wrecking your plans for someone that's going to be there for, like, three weeks. Yeah, I mean, they but they do that. Who was the other Japanese lady that used to dress like Freddie Mercury? Whatever her name was. She would. She has a Master Sheeta gone. And it's just like, like these interchangeable people keep coming in, well, you've got other, like, why is Athena the Ring of Honor champion? Uh, uh, that's one that I'm still surprised that they haven't brought her over to the main, you know, women's roster. Do something similar to what they're doing with Samoa Joe, where I thought it got to be a little bit silly that he was defending the ROH TV title so much on TV. But we definitely came to a culmination of that storyline oh this week. Oh my god. That's the best they could come up with? I could not believe what I saw last night. They made this big deal. He's the longest reigning champion. He's in, a, he's in a match with Keith Lee. A perfect time to change it, by the way. And I know you don't want Joe losing because, you know, he's they're trying to make you know him and MJF a main event, right? Right. So I get it. You don't want him to look weak. Well, then have him get totally screwed. Like, have him be against someone with a faction. Joe has no friends. They're constantly interfering, constantly, you know, anything other than go, well, I'm just giving it up. It may, it devalues that title, which, of course, it's like, who cares? It's Ring of Honor, you know? Uh, but at least do something. You, you build the prestige of this title up. Talk about all these people. Oh, this person, this person. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I don't want it anymore. Uh, yeah, that one seems like... Uh, it's a little half-assed. Like, I, I don't know why you don't... There have been enough people with two belts within the recent past. There's just MJF? like... Uh, oh, well, singles belts. 
Oh, okay, I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm thinking Becky two belts, because didn't they do a couple other two belts after that? Then, because did Sasha get it after that? No. no. Sasha didn't do anything after that. Okay. I think that would, but she was Becky two belts because she had, you know, it was. Oh, oh like, Bailey was did like, it. Oh yeah, well, she was a tag champ and SmackDown champion. Uh, oh, okay. I believe that was what it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, so, so they kind of did that gimmick a little bit. I don't know why Joe just can't do that. Like, he also seems like a practical man. Like, he's not going to... To me, he... I understand... You know, he said, oh, I want to concentrate on that. It's just like, well, don't be a dumbass like MJF and try to have two matches in one night. Mm-hmm. Yes, that'd be handy. You know, and Joe has always been presented, at least in AEW and definitely at the end of uh, WWE, as an intelligent guy who's not going to put himself through needless harm. Yeah, and especially these vignettes where he's like, you know, acting cool as hell. You know, like, I'm a good champion. Doesn't matter what it is. Like, I can handle anything. And then go, yeah, I don't need this belt anymore. Like, wait. Huh? I don't know, like, the black, I, I don't, you can even have, like, in the scenario of having a, some faction interfere and take it from them, right? You can even have them go afterwards, you know what, uh, uh, I'm uh, gonna get, I'm gonna get back at you, but I got. The, there's an obvious like, one there, uh, have the Bang Bang Gang uh, be the ones that screw him. And then it gives MJF more of an incentive to pick Joe as a partner. Or Joe and Sisty pick him. Well, I guess it's also MJF, but yeah, just yeah. something. Yeah, he, um, ha- he, he has a little more leverage when pres- to me just because it's just like, why do you want to give away that match? You know, if you're MJF, honestly. Yeah. I, mean, I, think, <laughs> I think another problem is they keep using you know, air quotes again, Ring of Honor wrestlers on AEW. So it's like, let's start weeding these titles off of the show. And so he had like a match. Didn't he have a match with like Shane Taylor? And I guess there is a faction with him, like Shane Taylor Productions. Yep. Have it be that way. Have it on Ring of Honor TV and go, hey, you really need to sign up for Honor Club to see what happened. You won't believe what you see. No. It didn't even have to be tough. Just, uh, have him come up on TV and be like, yeah, he was robbed of the title. And have Joe come out, breathe in fire, sell your fucking Ring of Honor club, and then have Joe go, I'm on to this. Now, I'm not finished with you guys, but right now, this is my this is my focus. You know, focus. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And the fans are still going to love Joe because he loses a bunch and they still cheer for him. And you're not supposed to be. Joe. Joe, 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 Joe's gonna kill you all the time. (laughs) So, yeah, I, I couldn't. I just, I honestly couldn't believe that last night. And another weird decision to go back to women for a second. Oh, yeah. Mariah May debuts Mm. by having goofy ass RJ City, who I enjoy. You're like, hey, we just signed Mariah May, and I'm like, who? But I'm not that familiar with her. Uh, But it's supposed to be a big star. That's not how you debut her. Um, yeah, they definitely have a presentation problem because I, I'm with you. I'm like, 
It sounds like this is supposed to be a big deal, but it doesn't feel like a big deal. Because what did, I, I mean, you know, <laughs> there's always something to bitch about with the, with the announcing. Uh, yes. And, and just because both of the quote-unquote backstage people have R's in their name, Excalibur loves his alliter- alliteration. And what did he call all the regrettable RJ City? And it's just like... Why is he on TV? Yeah. I, that, that, that is the one thing. Like I'm like... He doesn't have enough of a rapport with you. Like, you're not uh, The Rock talking down to Michael Cole, Excalibur. You know, like, you're supposed to be kind of part of a team here. Like, uh, yeah, it it, it seemed like a weird way to try. Because, yeah, like, they're like, oh, he gets the big announcement. It's just like, well, why does he get the big announcement if he's regrettable? Yeah, like shouldn't that have been like Renee Paquette? Uh, like, I I I feel like they used him a couple of times. I'm like, did Renee get yes. stuck on a flight somewhere? Yeah, like I I thoroughly enjoy his Hey EW stuff and like his comedy stuff he does. No. That's what he does. Yeah, they're fun. And like I don't know if you watch any of them, but Miro was last week. <laughs> Miro treated it like a real interview. It was so awkward and great. <laughs> He's asking all these weird questions, and he answered them straight. He gave like a history of uh, where is he from? Bulgaria. Bulgaria. And like, why so many people leave in Bulgaria? And he went into like communism and all this stuff. Like, he was giving real, like, educated answers. And RJ was like not thrown off. I'm thinking like clear it ahead of time, but it's just like. Not doing his usual stick, and I think Miro finally broke at the end, or something like that. Like kind of broke uh-huh. to give it like he's in on the whole thing. But yeah, that was great. But that's the stuff I enjoy. Not him acting all goofy. Going, hey people, like hey people. Like, uh, well, yeah, and he almost asked, acts too familiar with the AEW crowd when he's barely been on TV. Yeah, exactly. So it's, I I didn't know he was he was part of the WWE's the bump, I guess, or something like that. At first, yeah. Oh, I, he's on a WWE program before, and then he went to AEW after it. So I was like, I kind of see why, it, like his thing doesn't fit. Now maybe with Triple H in charge, it would, but yeah, that would not have been part of Vince's sensibilities. Even even though some of his comedy harkens back to something that Vince would uh, <laughs> oh, hate, just absolutely hate. But yeah, but like AEW, the rest of the show it was fine. I don't know, like like they're coming. Oh, I, I say I think they're coming to Charlotte in January. Uh, oh, I'm not gonna go. Like, I think that's actually the weekend of the national championship. And we're actually kicking around going to Houston. Uh oh. So yeah, I'm not making any plans. <laughs> um, just in case. But yeah. 
Like I, I'm, I'm at a low where I even said I don't think I need to watch this live anymore because you don't. Oh, so, no. I'm like, well, you know, I don't uh, even think does Chris even watch AEW anymore. Uh, <laughs> if it's in, I, I think he does watch Dynamite. I'm not sure what else he watches. Right. I think he just watches Dynamite. He might fit in Collision when he can, but yeah, like Collision. Uh, I've actually seen Rampage more than Collision. Because the Friday night football games have just been kind of bland. No, oh, yeah. But like on a Saturday, like, I'm not gonna see Collision. And then by the time you know I wake up, or you know review College Game Day or whatever, or whatever it was called, College Game Day final, get on my bike, go ride for a few hours, come back. It's NFL time. And it's like, well, I just by then I just forget. And there's really been no draw on that show, anyways. So. It's like, all right, whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, they keep on trying to have some stuff uh, on there, but <laughs> I yeah, mean, I, I still couldn't believe that this week that uh, Mark Briscoe and Jay White were the main event. Like, I didn't understand that. Why can Mark Briscoe just come in and go, "Hey, I want a title. I want your title shot." <laughs> what? And I, I guess, like. Yeah, you didn't they, have to say yes, but yeah, they had some backstory. Uh, I feel like because I feel like they might have done a vignette on Rampage or Collision or something that uh, they were making fun of him for being a hick or something like that. You know, kind of standard. Okay. Uh, you know, Briscoe's fair. Yeah, and I know you mentioned the bang, the bang, bang, or getting whatever before, and I'm it's redundant. But Juice Robinson is an almost immediate channel changer. Coming out with that stupid stand-up. Like, I don't... It may it was funny when he wasn't there. Yeah, oh. Jay White is there. It's just dumb. Like, why is this grown man carrying around a picture of his friend? Like, well, okay. and the, it doesn't help that the friend still refers to uh, card switch. What the fuck? Yeah, something like that. Yes, it's just whatever. <laughs> it really is just like whatever. So yeah, uh, yeah. Jay White not helping him, not doing himself any favors. Oh, real quick before we get off AEW, does Hangman Page not understand how to use a chair? Those are some weak chair shots. Not Hulk Hogan level chair shots, but you know he he wasn't putting any oomph into those. I'm not asking him him to blast Swerve across the arena, but damn, give me a pop here or there, you know? Oh, I I, I didn't, uh, I guess, see that is weak upon my viewing, but... Yeah, we've seen worse, I guess. Maybe that's why. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I wish that he would have come back to Swerve one more time before being like fully escorted out of the uh, out of the arena yeah. instead of walking out. But you know that's kind of to me a minor quibble with how that played out. Yeah, their pay per view is what next Saturday. Uh, yes, yeah, because that that was one thing that just really struck me as weird during that whole show. Like the way they kept on referring to full gear, I'm like. Oh shit! Is that this Saturday? 
and then I looked it up on their uh, on their Twitter handle, and I'm like, oh, hold on, it's not till next Saturday. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, yeah, I saw the 18th, and I'm like, oh, like we 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 got more time. Cause what was it? I think it was the John Moxley interview. Like, as soon as we touch down, it's gang warfare, and I'm like, huh? Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, I, it's, okay. I just went, sure, I don't know. And then they, there was a perfect way to end it, and then Wheeler had to start talking. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I don't hate Wheeler Yuta, I just don't like him. Like, I, I'm not, there's nothing intimidating about him, because one, he never wins. So... No. Yeah, and he's not imposing to make him no. look scary. But he's supposed to be like the runt of the group, you know, the up and comer, and I get it. Yeah. But you got to give him something. They've given him nothing. Like, yeah. He's gotten very few wins. Like, he got a couple of wins uh, right off the bat when he joined Blackpool Combat Club, but he's been uh, pretty much an O for Burger since then. It's like, all right, because he's the one that takes all the pinfalls. <laughs> it's like, hey, it's 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 predictable in a, in a bad way. And yeah, I mean, because like, how long has it been? And Dean, Dean Ambrose, good lord, John Moxley still calls. You know, he's like, oh, what am I going to be teaching young Wheeler here? And I'm like, he's been in your Lee, you know, your combat situation for like two years now, dude. Like, have you not taught him anything in two years? Like, yeah, yeah. is he that bad of a learner? They just beat him up. They're just there for the punching bag. So, all right. But, yeah. I, now, that was about it. Cause like the opening match, whatever. It's Penta Penta match. Uh, well, no. Sure. Opener was MJF and Gar- uh, Daniel true. Garcia. But that was one where uh, I was just confused why MJF has now defended his title twice without actually having the title. After after bragging about not defending it on TV at all, he's all of a sudden... And I guess this is a decent way to transition. You know, we... We can get a champion that defends the championship regularly without defending it, you know, every fucking show. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I I know that that is something that kind of made Orange Cassidy in AEW. Uh, but I do think that just with his character, it presented a unique opportunity that it really worked for. Yes. And the injuries did end up eventually costing him. Yeah. But also, it's been so long. Like, Orange, like, he'd always been popular, right? Yeah. But I don't think he had gotten the credit for being, like, the wrestler that he actually was. Uh It was, like, through this, like, through all those series of matches, it actually made him, you know, it actually made you see this guy's good. Besides, behind, no. the, behind the gimmick and all the, the goofiness of it, the guy's really good. So, like, in that, it accomplished it. And, like, yeah, you're right. 
it, but he even still, it got to the point where he didn't defend that belt for like two or three weeks. And it was like, hey, what the hell's going on? They're putting him in tag matches or whatever else. Yeah, oh, well. Which, which kind of goes to like, they made him important enough and that title enough that when it's not defended, you're like, hey. Yeah you, t- you, yeah, you take notice of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, and this isn't bagging MJF, but it's kind of like, you know, whenever a bad guy turns face, there's always something they try and change. And this is like one of those things. He oh. never wrestled. <laughs> yeah. He was on TV all the time. Like, all right, diminishing returns. I mean, if Roman Reigns wrestled every week on TV as much as people bitch that he's not on, not around, he wouldn't be special. I mean, no. even on Monday Night Raw, they pointed out uh, last week, was it? Seth Rollins and Sammy, was that last week? Yeah, Seth that was this Monday. All right, but... So was it this week they were talking about how he hasn't had a title match on TV... In four months or something? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, but he's still around enough. But he's not wrestling. So, yes. Yeah, so when he does, it is special. Uh, oh. So. Yeah. You know. But they kind of just diminish the MJF thing. And maybe it's because they don't know if he's leaving or not. I don't know. Uh, he has to listen to offers. If he has to sign with AEW. He has to listen to offers. Oh, you know, you, yeah, you have to test that free agency market. Uh, yeah. If I, I, to me, any of those guys would be crazy not to see what uh, they'd get offered by the WWE. Like it, yeah. It's just, just a better run ship uh, at this current moment. Yeah, and it's well, it's funny because Dragon League came out in an interview and said. You know, I was considering AEW, but I didn't want to get lost in the shuffle. And, boy, that's turned out to be pretty well-received for him. I mean, it's Triple H, so maybe he's like, hey, we finally got a Rey Mysterio. He's not the same, but flashy, colorful, and speaks English. Oh, well, yeah, and Triple H doesn't have the speech standards that uh, that Vince did. So that 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 definitely helps. Yeah, there's a way around it. Yeah, a new form of storytelling. Yeah, it's it, it's funny how subtitles work. Um, yeah, yeah, this yeah, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. The crown jewel was fine. That's about all I can say, really. Uh, I, I, I have not ended up getting to the end of Crown Jewel. I watched, uh, oh, well, I could pull up the results to figure out where I stopped watching. Because I definitely saw Logan Paul beat Rey Mysterio, um, and I know that was not the first match. Okay, yeah, so saw the women's match, saw, yeah, Seth. Uh, man, I have got to admit, was pretty shocked at Cena getting that thoroughly destroyed. Um, yeah, I'm like, he's really, maybe he's trying to put over, because Solo is Umaga's In the future, cousin. I would like to work with Stardom more, and, and hopefully... We're not, we're not going through this family tree thing. 
But he said there's a lot of Umaga in it. We forget how awesome Umaga was, especially with the John Cena matches. So it's like he's like trying to pay back or something. But he got decimated. Yeah. Oh. Like, wow. All right. Yeah. Uh, but the Logan Ray match, that was not the standard Logan Paul doing flippy stuff. If you want to put it that way. That was a match. Like with psychology and everything. And I was like, okay. Oh. Yeah. The guy I... needs to stick to wrestling. But he makes more doing the boxing stuff, I'm sure. So. Uh, he he makes a lot of money just being out for himself. I mean, good lord. Yeah. Uh, that that man has got to be doing great in the bank account. Because, uh, I mean, I even laughed where he had this small video on... Uh, I, I caught it on my Instagram feed uh, somewhere. It's a WWE short, I believe, where he's just like... Boss, this job is wild. And he hugs Triple H backstage. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, like, the, I obviously, he's putting in the work. Like, he did have to have a different style of match because this is the first time he hasn't been in there with someone that's at least his size. You know? Yes. I mean, because yes. Seth Rollins is a pretty big guy all things considered even if he's not big in wwe terms he's yeah. de- definitely at least six two or something like that six one something of that sort so i mean he's at least kind of decently tall uh yeah i wrestling ray is just a different thing and it was a different type of match for logan paul and yeah that man just continues to amaze uh quite frankly uh, it, it, because he gets the, you know, psychological, uh, you know, shit talk in the crowd stuff. And ever since they're like, yeah, you should be a heel. It, it's been great for him. Oh yeah. It, 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 it was weird when they tried to bring him in as a baby face, but you yeah. know, he, he's definitely been a full heel for the majority of his run now, I guess. It's probably a safe way to say it since he's, I mean, the man resigned, so he's been around that long enough that, that he he at least has two contracts under his belt. You know what's funny is, like, could you imagine, like, a Ray, like, early younger Ray against him? How nuts they could have gotten? I just thought of that. You know, Ray's obviously oh. older, bulked up, slower, because this is what happens, right? Yeah. But damn. That would have been, it's, that would have been like the spot stuff, spot fest, whatever. But, you know, yeah, but no, I, but all those matches were just fine. And like I said, and I told you when Drew lost, I, I'm going to give it time to see where they go with it. Cause I honestly did think that was a mistake. I don't know. Even the Saudi crowd was solidly behind Drew. They did, they, you know, they did Seth's song, but they were, Cheers to me sounded far more emphatic for Drew. Uh oh. And it's like, again, he comes up short. And it's like, all right, this is definitely a wait and see. And then Monday was just weird. He just shows up in the car and leaves. Uh, well, A, still TV time. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm interested. It, it feels like they. 
yeah, it's one of those, my mindset is just different about how things are possibly going to turn out just because Vince isn't really involved anymore. Yeah, like there is, like, that's that's kind of my thought too. It was like, all right, there's a plan for him. Yeah. But I guess, I don't know if he's signed or not, but they at least have a plan for him right now. And I do wonder if, okay, I'm not a J.D. McDonough hater. But it does seem weird he's in war games. So I'm wondering if somehow Drew takes his place. And that's like the culmination. Oh. He comes in, just beats the hell out of Seth and everything. Or whatever, or somebody. Uh, yeah, I mean, that could work. And it could get him back to a championship match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. So they, they, you know, introduced War Games. I know we're missing a bunch of Raw, but whatever. Oh, well, I mean, there was something that, uh, from the Saudi show that I did. I know, now I know it's the last thing that I saw that, uh. Oh, boy, what's that? Uh, I am, uh, pumped that the, uh, Pirate Princess is back in the WWE, baby. Yes. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Kyrie Sane was an uh, awesome first go-around. Uh, definitely looks like she's uh, working with a uh, somewhat revamped and definitely evil character. So I am uh, all aboard for heel pirate princess uh, Kyrie Sane. Boy, how much does she not like working for Vince? <laughs> she's like, I'm retiring. I'm going to go over there. I'm out. All right, you're out. Second she gets back to Japan. All right, let's start wrestling again. Like... <laughs> the second that Vince is definitely free and clear from any uh, creative decisions, yeah, I'll come back to the WWE, no problems. Yeah, are you, are, are you homesick? No, not so much anymore. <laughs> so yeah, that sounds, that sounds like a pretty good thing. Yeah, let's go. Like, wait, 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 what? Yeah, now I'm really happy to see her back. And I guess the, the rumor is it's going to be her, Asuka, and uh, uh, Sky. As a team. Uh, let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. So, yeah, will be fun. Uh, sure. Get yeah. that subtitle machine out, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, and hey, man, uh, just uh, throw Shinsuke in there just for shits and giggles so we can get the... We, we we can have a, a man involved in the group, too. Would he be the sensei? <laughs> well, that, we've talked about dynamics like that before. Would... That'd be like a first time thing. Like only one guy with three women. Uh, yeah, I, I mean that would be to me pretty interesting to see how that dynamic would work. Because yeah, there hasn't ever been. It's like either, well, I because what it's really Rhea and the three guys slash four yeah. if you count JD McDonough. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, this would be kind of the opposite dynamic where, yeah, it's usually the lone woman and uh, a, a bunch of guys. It would be interesting that it's a bunch of women and one guy. Yeah, but, yeah, he's on Raw, though, so it won't happen, but, well, it won't happen anyways. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it would, be, it would be interesting, though. I mean, it's just a total dynamic shift you don't see. And like, and especially if he's not like the leader or whatever, because you got crazy ass Oscar, <laughs> Eos guy whose character has been a little underdeveloped. 
I mean, just being, you know, ele- she speaks English, but not that great, I guess, if you want to put it that way. Uh, I don't remember Kyrie saying really speaking English too much. Uh, no, no. I feel like there's going to be a lot of subtitle work for them. Because, I mean, Asuka doesn't really speak that much English. No. So, here's a question. Uh, it's a, legit, a legitimate question. I've never actually read or anything about it. It always seems like it's harder for Japanese wrestlers, that's what we're talking about. It always seems harder for Japanese wrestlers to speak English than it is like other nationalities having to learn English. Uh, oh. It always like even Mexican wrestlers. Um, it always seems like their English is a little clearer. Um, no, I mean not always. It's obviously you know it's circumstantial, but right. I don't know why that is, or or is that even a thing? Um. Yeah, I guess I can't think of too many uh, smooth uh, Japanese speakers uh, over my years of wrestling. You know, because um, even some of the modern ones, it's not like uh, Okada, because Okada doesn't really cut a lot of English promos. No. Um, you know, and I was, and I guess I was thinking back to like ECW, uh, Tajiri. Would he say a couple of things here and there in English? Sure, uh, but he wasn't exactly cutting crazy promos. Um. And then great I'm sure tri- never did. <laughs> yeah, the great Muda. Yeah, that. I mean, yeah, to go really kind of oldish, at least for our 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 bracket. Uh, yeah, like I I don't really remember anyone any of the Japanese wrestlers really uh, speaking a lot of English. No, and well, I mean, back then they certainly weren't going to. But it's like it's no. definitely different times now. So it's just like a curiosity of mine. Like I wonder if like speech patterns, because obviously Japanese, to me, Japanese, Chinese, like any of those that side of the world language, that seems like an impossibility to learn, unless you're raised that way. Like you know, Spanish, German, French, like that sort of thing yeah. seems a little easier because there's levels. Well. well like, <laughs> And uh, I, I was just going to mention this, but uh, she's one. Uh, Zia Lee seems to f- speak fairly decent English. Because I was going to mm-hmm. ma- mention that the roommate who's Chinese, like, I mean, does he have an accent? Yes, 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I understand him uh, with, with zero problems. So, uh, but I'm like, oh, well, I mean, that is China and not Japan. Like, I don't know what it is uh, necessarily about Japan that uh, seems to make things that way. That's true. You know, and, and through my life, I mean, I can very rarely admit I never really met that many Japanese people. Even now, I don't think I know any uh oh well one of my co-workers is uh is japanese and speaks very good english so um uh yeah the old neighbors were korean yeah so different different location same area of the world different location yeah it's just funny because i'm sure if like if we spoke another language they probably have the same conversation about us 
Like, oh, well. These Americans can't, like, these Americans, like, they just struggle speaking our language. Like, well, uh, yeah, because we're stubborn and we only learn one language here. Uh, I, I mean, I'm still marginally hot uh, over the fact that uh, I take uh, five years of German, speak it with my friends, uh, use it on a hockey rink so that people don't know what the fuck me and other people I'm playing with are saying. And uh, I get to Germany and they're like, hey, uh, do you mind speaking English to us so we can practice? Fuck you, man. <laughs> y'all, y'all can go fuck yourselves. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> well, that's what I know. We had... Um... When I was growing up in Dearborn, we had some Middle Eastern people. And no, I don't know where they're from or any of this stuff, but they would, like the adults, when they were around um, Americans, you know, whatever you want to call us, um, white people. So they would insist on speaking English the whole time. I was like, well, that's good, because I don't know whatever language you're speaking. I was a kid, you know, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> so, yeah, you don't know Farsi insist, or Arabic. And would, yeah, and they would insist on speaking it uh, with their kids. So the kids, you know, because no. children are lucky, you know, oh. born into this stuff. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's, uh, still one of those ones that, uh, is a fairly well proven, I feel like at this point that, uh, learning multiple languages, uh, at a younger age is better for memory retention. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, learning in high school, not the best time to start learning that shit. <laughs> seems, seems like a little bit of flaw in the cur- curriculum. <laughs> Yeah, I, we had the we used to have the language academy across the street from us. Half the day was Spanish, half the day was English. I was like, "You guys are the lucky ones." Like, uh, oh, we, we weren't made to do that, and it would have been great. I guess overseas that you, you get to choose a language. It's like you know you're you're speaking English anyways, but then they make you choose something else. Because really, going over there, it's like going to a different state half the time. Uh, proximity. Uh, yeah, so. proximity-wise, yeah, those those places are as close as states. Yeah, but I don't even know how I got onto this. I was Japanese people speaking different. Uh, yeah, Kyrie yeah. saying coming back was uh, what yeah. it all uh, all stemmed from because that was the last thing from. Uh, uh, oh no, I did watch Cody and Damian Priest because I saw. Uh, oh no, I didn't actually. Did not watch that. Did not watch the main event. So. Uh, main event was fine. I, they didn't really, to me, protect LA Knight. I mean, he did kick out of a Superman punch and a spear. Like, Uh-oh. early. Yeah. Or, or, or no, sorry, no, sorry, later in the match, not early. And then, you know, the, the typical interference, and it's, that's the thing they got to figure out. It's, it's becoming commonplace. Mm. And you just wait. You know nothing's going to happen until someone interferes. Uh, which is kind of weird because that was the good thing about Roman's uh, earlier part of his reign. Uh, there wasn't as much interference early on. It, but it's become relied upon far more frequently recently. Like I, I guess I would have thought that... I, I wouldn't have been shocked if it was a complete clean win 
over him, uh, over L.A. Knight. Just because, you know, again, like, you can still have a plan for L.A. Knight. Like, yeah, he's gotten really hot. Like, do you want, you know, it always goes back to, do you want him to be the one that breaks the streak? And it's just like, yeah, it didn't seem very likely. Yeah, and I never for one second thought he was going to win. Like, Triple H is going to stubbornly stick to whatever he wants. And he, he, Triple H is stubborn like McMahon is because he has his plan. He's going to follow through with it and just be along for the ride. So it's no. all right, and that's, yeah. that's admirable, you know. But I never thought once LA Knight was going to win. That doesn't mean he's never going to. But it was like, just this time? No. It, it wasn't happening. And that was fine. Like, okay. You know, next time. You know? And this, my thing is, they didn't didn't add to the uh, I didn't see a, another way to go for LA Knight now. He lost. Alright, Jimmy interfered. He can fight Jimmy. Sure. But after that, where's he go? Uh, U.S. Championship has enough uh, potential that uh, he can go after that. But isn't that kind of a step down? You know? No. Like I, He hasn't like... won any singles championships. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about your, like, on the cusp of winning the big one. And then you just go back and go, all right, I'm going to go after, like, who's the United States champion? Hey, Logan Paul. Oh, yeah, duh. Oh, that would be bad. Yeah, hey. I guess it's a, it's a higher profile match. I mean, regardless of what you think about Logan Paul. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think that's going to happen, you know, for the next uh, whatever pay-per-view. But could I see that happening at... Uh, the Rumble is a singles match ahead of time. Sure, if they want to, yeah. if they want to have that type of attraction match ahead of time, and not put. Well, I mean, you can still have them in the Rumble too if you want. I was also going to say that'd be a WrestleMania match, but I also wonder yeah. if there's like uh, a build for Ricochet and Logan Paul at WrestleMania. This is the way the other one, the way their first match ended, and then also. With the whole Samantha Irving thing, they've never really come come around on it again. Uh, yeah, and there's definitely been a little a uh, little bit of interaction in between mm-hmm. here. Uh, so yeah, that would not be uh, completely shocking to me. Yeah, if that ends up being a WrestleMania match. Yeah, and especially you know, again, Triple H likes you know doesn't mind uh, longer matches. And like giving them more time, it's always you know it's always a good thing, especially they can plan spots out and all that, you know. Yeah. And finally, give Ricochet a win, you know, like not some <laughs> piddly win, but a win, like finally. Uh, yeah, that man is definitely short on uh, on major wins. Yeah, I mean, he was North American champion. That's it. Uh, he won. He won the tag titles with Malachi. Uh, or Alistair Black back then? Uh, no, he won the... Oh, he didn't win them with Braun, did he? No, I don't think so, because Braun got hurt. 
Uh, yeah, I was gonna say he had the one the title reign with Braun, but I'm like, oh shit, I don't think they did. Like, I think you're right that he that Braun got injured before that ended up happening. Okay, yeah, that's, that seems about that seems about right. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. He 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 has definitely been. It has not had a lot of gold. One way or the other, whatever uh, the, the real final answer is for gold that he's held in WWE, it's been oh, he few. Won, well, he was the last Intercontinental Champion. Oh, yeah, that's right. Duh. Yeah. So thanks to him, Gunther's had it for over a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty impressive still. I do wonder who they're slating to beat Gunther, because it ain't going to be The Miz. I don't know why they're doing that feud. I mean, they can't have Miz be the guy that beats him. So it's just it's counterproductive. I mean, I don't, I'm not a Miz hater by any means, but he's not that guy. Like he's in his forties. He's not yeah. a. Like, I guess he's a top guy for the company because of how much they use him for promotion and send him out. But no. Yeah, he's not a real top guy anymore. Like. I mean, I do think that it's gotten to that point with him where he he can still do great, but yeah, he's always been a little limited in the ring. And uh, it seems like he's like come on in the ring the last year. (laughs) But yeah, he was pulling out some moves to (laughs) this week for sure that were very unmiz like. Yeah, I mean, he's been doing that for a while. And it's like, is he getting ready to retire? And he's like, screw it, I'll show you guys I can actually do I can actually do this. Which which I understand why he wasn't, because he never gets hurt. Until the one time he gets hurt. <laughs> but, like, Miz has said this, and whether it's bragging or not, he's right. You can slide Miz into anything. And the crowd will be invested in it. Bad guy... Yeah. Good guy, underdog, overbearing, anything. And that's what you want to be. I mean, he doesn't seem to be lacking for money or health. So. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, He's got it pretty good, you know. And, yeah, they can still use him as that. But like you said, the main problem is he – in no way do I buy him as the guy that beats Gunther, you know? No. No, I think it's just a nice holdover. Yep. Um, especially, where is Survivor Series? Um, I'm not sure where it is. Yeah, but, you know, it's a diehard show. You know, the big ones are. So they're going to go crazy for Gunther beating the hell out of him. Yeah, oh. And in the end. But, you know... I do wonder if they're going to, like, swerve back around to Chad Gable beating him. Because it didn't seem like he was, you know, Gable said they weren't done. Uh, yeah, and they could do that. I, weirdly enough, speaking of uh, Japanese uh, wrestlers that do not speak a lot of English, uh, at least on screen, Akira Tozawa, uh, I guess we made fun of... Uh, kind of had the presentation last week, but man, everyone seems to be in on that. Yeah. For whatever also, reason. The most frustrating thing about Tozawa is, have you ever seen an interview with him? He speaks perfect English. Like, it's the exact opposite we were talking about. 
it's not like paused and broken or any of that stuff. Right. Which again, I'm not I'm not ripping on anybody for that, but it, there are just different varying degrees of it. And then to have them out there going like ah bonsai or whatever, it's like what the fuck? Like it's a weird stereotype that he falls in, but <laughs> seems to be working. So uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, people have cared more about Akira Tozawa and. Uh, the last month than they have in the last several years. Yeah. So good on him for uh, getting some uh, getting something going, and it really seems to have uh, jump started uh, Alpha Academy again. Yeah. Strangely enough, it's funny because he's not a big person. I mean, he was sitting across from me at the airport, and I say this a bunch, but I towered over him. And I'm not that tall. So it's it's funny. And then we saw like at a dark match when we went to Raw, him versus uh, Bronson Reed. The guy knows how to get the crowd behind him. So you're right. This is gonna this is helping in reinvigorating them. And it's also kind of a weird dynamic with Chad Gable, especially on NXT, going, would you just listen to me? Like listen to your coach or whatever else, this and this. <laughs> oh. It, well, and there, it's... It's so few and far between when they present a coach as someone who's actually credible in giving you knowledge to win. Like, that's one of those weird things about, like, I mean, even Andre Chase, you know, the kind of the joke is with him that he turns into foul mouth swearing guy in the, in the long run and isn't actually good at teaching. Like, they were actually treating... Gable is a good teacher. And I'm like, oh, you mean you can do this angle? <laughs> like the, the Olympian might actually know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really shouldn't be a stretch that the guy that was an Olympian might have some information that'll help you out. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Andre Chase, I know we're getting we're getting long in the tooth, so we have to discuss what's going on with our beloved university. <laughs> So he's clearly in debt to the family in some way. Uh, yes, uh, yeah. I don't. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I do love that. I the whole J.C. Jane Andre Chase thing has been one of those angles where I'm like, why is this working this well? <laughs> Like, she has really, uh, yeah, made me a believer in uh, J.C. Jane with this whole bit of acting that she's been doing. Yeah. Oh, man, because, like, she didn't really, like, she definitely realized that it was something in, you know, like, the magnitude of what she was looking at without really tipping too much of the cap to give you an idea of what it might be. Yeah, and she was like, you need to tell them, or something. I was like, what are you talking about? And just the way he was, like, looking all scared, it's like, did he, like... I saw read someone say, did he bet against Thea Hale or something, and they won? <laughs> and now he's, like, you know, owes, owes him money or something, or something like that? Well, he would have needed to bet on Thea. Though. Oh, that's true. That's true. To yeah. to lose to lose the money. That's right. That's right. 
yeah, I. So I'm, yeah, I don't know. You know th- these guys can't do any wrong with me. Now, I know I loved how they were giving them a title rematch, and Duke goes, "Well, that would have been nice to know." Like, <laughs> like maybe I can explain why he was gone so long after getting beat up by Braun Breaker. Like he wasn't getting beat up that bad. Oh, right. Yeah, the I, yeah, I just love that. Yeah, that intrigue around Chase U has been really funny. The fact that they're treating is still treating it like a real university is hilarious. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, okay. It, this this is what cracked me up. Never mind. JC Jane just like reads it automatically, right? Yeah. She's standing at the front. The guy hands it to her. Andre Chase is like, "What is this?" Talking to her, she's like, "You need to tell everybody." He's like, "No, it's a secret. It's a secret." Blah blah blah. This and this, right? Dude comes in. They talk about it, and then he he turns to us. All right, just everyone, everyone, just go. Just class dismissed. And I'm like, "You just did this in front of the whole classroom?" <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The absurdity is hilarious. So, like, how much time we got left? I don't even know. Sure. I mean, we we've done longer uh, shows. We've done shorter shows. Okay. Well, I thought there were some intriguing things on NXT, even though I thought it was kind of a dull episode. Like Braun and Von Wagner just doesn't work for me. And then Von like put him through the table at the end. I'm like, all right, so you still lost again? Like, who cares? Regardless of how you lost, you still lost. And then he yeah. has this dizzy spell, and then nothing really comes of it. And uh, and at the end, Robert Stone thought he was going to attack him. That was weird. Like, okay, I don't, I don't really know. It's like they had this fun idea, but they're not playing it through yet. Um. Yeah, there's something a little bit off about it. I, putting Braun through the table helps, but like you said, like losing the match is kind of the big deal. Yeah. Uh, I don't think... Uh, like I feel like Stone and Vaughn were already friends, and I don't know why they're acting like this kind of phase of things is what really brought them together. Yes, I'm sorry. I, they just showed David Tepper on the on the broadcast, and he sees that he's on TV, and you see him just go, "Fuck are they doing?" <laughs> he just like wait, shaking his head to the camera. But yeah, but you're right. They did establish these two guys as friends. So why all of a sudden would he just want to beat him up? It doesn't make any sense. So sure, and then uh, the Joe Gacy stuff. The guy's always been able to talk, and he kind of went through his entire history in that promo. He said, you know, it came in, I was this way, and I realized that, you know, everyone could see it was the wrong way, and I tried doing this, and the people around me got quiet, and all that, blah, 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 and it's like, he's given, like, a little dissertation of, you know, his, uh, 
his time in NXT. It's like, oh, that's cool. Yep. So, yeah, but I thought it was effective. I'm curious to see where it goes. So. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, they're putting time and effort into it, so we'll see what ends up shaking out yeah. from it. Yeah, because I mean, again, it's it's not a talent issue with him. At least I don't think I don't think it is. I think it's just been what how he's been used. And uh, well, and it, I guess it just he's got he's been one of those few exceptions where he's gotten a lot of TV time, but he's never gotten a lot of traction. You know, like, he's never won a lot. No. Not at all. And that's, uh, you know, I it does, uh, in a lot of ways, end up boiling down to that. Like, you, you can talk the talk and be a great entertainer. You need the W's, though. Uh, it's at it, some point for people to really get invested in you. Well, maybe that's what's coming because it seems like Ava's on her own now because she was seen going into Shawn Michaels' office. So, oh, I guess I forgot that that had happened. Honestly, yeah, it was, it was, but it's one of those classic Triple H things where everything's happening in the background because you see Boa and Dante Chen in the background of some of the women were talking. I can't remember who it was. No, but they were in the background talking. They both have the same like makeup on now, so. You know, gonna get the Asian connection, I guess. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Nineteen eighties tag team you want to give them. But, uh, oh yeah, Pan Am is not the uh, right one. <laughs> Who was the Pan Am? Con- oh no, was there a Pan Am? Uh yeah, what? Uh yeah yeah. I need to look this up because I know that. Uh, because there was the Can-Am connection when it was Tom Zink and Rick Martell. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Because I was going to say Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaka, but no, they were the Orient Express, which is fucking hilarious now. <laughs> Paul Diamond under a mask. It's like, I had the Orient Express across the street from my house in Greenville. It was delicious. <laughs> I don't know how they were tag team wrestling, though. Yeah, that was like you know Wesley comes back, got some other hodgepodge stuff here and there, and that's the same. Seemed not not forced, but seemed like they were just fitting a lot in. And shit, we didn't even talk about the TV deals. (laughs) Going to CW, which who remembered that existed? Uh, I did. I used to watch the DC shows on there until they all became garbage. Um, Watched them. So, yeah, I I can't say I've really watched the CW for a lot of anything, but uh, recently the uh, ACC network signed yes. a deal with the CW. So uh, I uh, before Pitt's season went to hell in a handbasket, uh, I did watch an ACC network on the CW earlier this year. Okay. So yep. yeah, I guess I wasn't completely. Some I think it's Chris that mentioned that. CW has been making a push for uh, some live sports, and it's just like, oh, well, yeah, I guess that kind of fits the bill here, huh? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm going to guess it's live. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean semi-live, or at least mostly live. 
Yeah, so, so I mean, that's, that's fine with me. Again, in the age of DVRs and all that stuff, uh, it's kind of like I don't care. Like, a, as long as it's on. Yeah, it, it it really is one of those things that it's at the point where it's just like I don't I don't care what network you're like you said like I don't a, unless you're on an obscure network like Impact that doesn't get large play on a lot of different platforms. Right. I, I, it, it it's hard to really care which station exactly it is because it the, it it all kind of runs together for me. I mean, there's so many networks. Shows are all over the place. I mean, it's just like, all right, fine. Just at least with YouTube TV, you're just like, all right, go to football, and it just shows you all the games. You can just choose one instead of trying to like go from network to network to network. Uh, well, nonsense. And, and yeah, even at this point where there there's an absurd amount of wrestling being uh, recorded, it's just like, do you want to? You know, like you go to your homepage. It's like, do you want to watch? And it's just like, oh, there's wrestling there. So, yeah, like, it's it's never going to be hard to find at this point. Yeah. Well, the funny thing was, like, NWA supposedly was going to sign with CW, and that's not happening anymore. Like, whoops. I mean, I guess they still could, but I don't think it'd make. Well, I guess, I guess, if you're WWE, what do you care if they have NWA on? Other than like, oh. you know mixing their product, like, people mistaking their product for yours, you know? Oh. Wow, this NXT stuff's terrible. It's like, no, 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 it's NWA. <laughs> and yes, it's not good. It's a very hard product to watch now. I, I have I have no idea what Billy Corrigan's doing with that stuff. It's not watchable. Yeah, which is kind of funny because, uh, I mean, that was the one quote I did see from him is that he still feels very confident about two different TV deals, I think. Sure. I, You know, yeah, I don't know what that means exactly. Yeah. I'm not sure that I necessarily want to fit the NWA into my time, uh, into any time slots, quite frankly. You don't have to worry about it. This is probably one of the last times I'm going to mention it. <laughs> no, dude, it's not like it was when it started. AEW didn't help. COVID didn't help. But the decisions they're making, like, it's, some of it's, I mean, not not embarrassing. It's just uncomfortable to watch. I mean, it's like, you know, whenever you, like, brag about how good wrestling is or how much fun wrestling is, and then all of a sudden you just see it and, they're like, they're doing some hokey shit, and you're like, Oh, man. <laughs> Why'd you go and do that to me? Yeah, it's like, no, 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 trust me, the next one's going to be better. And you've already lost them. <laughs> so, that's what NWA is now. It's, it's sad. And it was funny because Nick Aldis posted on it. <laughs> this guy's not happy with Billy Corgan. <laughs> he posted the, the uh, announcement that NXT's going to CW. Using the NWA's theme song. <laughs> that's oh. so petty. That's so petty. Oh, would not have known that was their. Th- well, I didn't. A, I didn't see it, but B, definitely wouldn't have known it was their theme song. Yeah. He did. I was. I was. Nick Aldis is a fascinating wrestler to me because he's got all the tools, the look, and everything. He's just not that interesting. 
Oh. It, it's crazy to me. Like yeah. How we can be so non-dynamic, but dynamic at the same time. <laughs> I mean, he's, got, he's one up on us. Dude's good looking. He's, he's ripped. And he's married to Mickey James. So, uh, yeah. good gig in life. Yep, you could uh, definitely be in a worse spot in life. Yes. Yep. Never make you James. Yes. Uh. Okay. Let's get out of here. Yep. Bell time beer on your end, sir. No, no, not this week. Um. Uh. This is a uh, one of the standard beers from uh, Hoof Hearted Brewing. It's their uh, original a double IPA, South of Eleven. And uh, it is a 10.2% alcohol, in fact. So it is, uh, in fact, uh, south of 11%. And, uh, you know, honestly, a little too far south of 11% for my uh, taste. Shouldn't you make it 10.9? Then you're, like, really just south of 11. But, hey, what are you going to do? Being picky here. It's still 10, it's still 10%. Jesus yeah, it's still 10.2%. I've, I've been drinking high gravity beers on both shows. The, the, the Baltic Porter that I had with Eric was 10.5. So. God damn. Yeah. The not joking around on the, uh, on the stunt granny audio, uh, 901. Uh, so that is the, uh, bell time beer suggestion from Kevin DeFrango or, uh, at DeFrango 11 on, uh, X slash Twitter, whatever you feel like calling it. Uh, he is at Granny Maze. The brand is at Stunt Granny. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Download us at any number of locations, whether it's Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Amazon. Have a good night, grandkids. Hey, gang. <laughs>